You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. Welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV on KUNV. This is Dr. Tanya Crabb and I am flying solo today. Today, I am meeting with our wonderful guest, Dr. Harriet Barlow, who is the executive director at The Intersection. Hey there, Dr. Barlow. Hey, how are you? I am wonderful. How was your weekend? Hey, I spent the weekend in great anticipation of the Super Bowl. My team won, so I had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. I, too, spent the weekend in great anticipation of Riri's concert <laughs> that took place uh, yeah, while... my daughters. <laughs> Your daughter's a Riri fan? Yeah, they were Riri fans. They were Riri fans, so... <laughs> yes, so we were all there for the big reveal um, about her expecting yeah. pregnancy and her very yeah. chill persona. Yeah, yeah, that was a shocker. That was a shocker. It took us a minute to figure out his life. Wait a minute. She looks like she's got a little bump there. <laughs> and was it as much of a shocker as the wind? Because for a while there, right? Well, no. I mean, it was. I felt like it was a really, really good game. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, have. Um, I do fantasy football, right? So, I have uh, Travis Kelsey and um, Mahomes as my quarterback. And I happen to have won my fantasy football league. So I was rooting 110% (laughs) for them to win. (laughs) Nice, nice. So a double win. So, um, yes, yes, yes. As you are a an, a frequent guest here, because you always have such wonderful things to share, I will not go into your full origin story this time around, and we will just talk about um, the reason that we invited you here was to talk about this wonderful event that you're planning for International Women's Day. So would you like to share a little oh, bit about yes. that event? Yes, I'm really very, very excited uh, to be celebrating um, International Women's Day at UNLV on uh, the 8th of of March. That is the actual day of celebration. And so we are extremely happy to be able to uh, co-sponsor an event with um, uh, the Black Professional Women's Association here at UNLV, as well as the Women's Council intersecting connections and then of course uh, the intersection where we will be bringing on campus uh, the acclaimed author Marita Golden. Uh, Many of you may remember she was here uh, back in October but she was virtual where she was doing a seminar workshop on the strong black woman syndrome. Uh, But uh, in March a couple two or three weeks from now we're actually going to have her here on campus to uh, talk about women and how we are our own heroes and need to be celebrated. So I'm just really, really excited about this this event. I think it's going to be wonderful. Um, I, you know, and it's also really timely as we look at the statistics around women and mental health, especially post-pandemic. You know, um, there was sort of a, a, a 
there was a toll that was taken on a lot of women just coming through that process. And we're still all recovering from that. And that's also reflective in the number of women that are leaving the workplace or have shifted their workplace roles. So this seems like a really timely subject. Um, so tell me, I'm sorry, yes, go ahead. I, have, I agree. No, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I just agree. I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. So, and the event is called The Hero in Me, The Hero in You. What a yeah. wonderful title. Thank you for getting that title. <laughs> yeah, she actually came up with that title, which was really great. Uh, it's, it's such a joy working with her because she is so in tune to, you know, what's happening currently or maybe even a little bit psychic, right? You know, and, and saying, okay, this is what I think that, that, that people are needing to hear and to see and to be engaged in. So. Yeah, like I said, we are just super excited about it. You know, I was excited to be in the room when you had the conversation about the topic. So how did how was this born? Like, what was the genesis of the first workshop and then this this workshop as well? Well, as you know, for uh, since the pandemic, a group of folks on campus under the uh, umbrella of intersecting connections Uh, We actually started meeting uh, during the pandemic where we were very concerned about um, the mental health that people were uh, experiencing during the pandemic, particularly students. But of course, uh, as we continue to to meet and to discuss and engage, uh, we realized that not only were students experiencing various issues related to mental health, but also obviously faculty and staff. And since we do tend to uh, focus on students of color, it seemed to be uh, a natural progression that we also started talking about faculty of color and the things that that they were experiencing. And then that went into women, uh, what women on campus were feeling, particularly women on campus were feeling. And uh, at that time, I happened to be introduced to um, Rita and um, we started talking and I was like, okay, this will be a great program to bring on campus under Intersecting Connections and, and with the Women's Council to talk about this thing that we call the Strong Black Woman. And so that sparked her coming in October. Uh, then of course, moving forward within Intersecting Connections, we continued to talk about um, African-American women, women of color in the workplace and things of that nature. And we brought in uh, Nakia Jackson-Hale, who is the chairperson of the uh, Black Professional Women's Alliance here at UNLV. And we started talking about what it is that we could do. And, um, you know, many, many kudos to her for uh, certainly helping to make this program that we're going to be having in March uh, come to fruition. Because without her, I don't think that it would have happened. So I'm really very appreciative of her. It sounds like a really great collaborative effort with a really great group of women. Um, So, you know, as... As you're talking about the author, Marita Golden, she's written several books, and I currently have The Strong Black Woman, which, by the way, is a lovely book if you want to read it. But I, I'm yes, curious. It is. <laughs> like, And I'm curious, um, so what were you noticing or what sort of things were coming to your attention around the needs of um, women of color and um, faculty and staff women in particular? 
Well, I mean, you know, just how things happen, you know, everybody starts talking and when you start talking, you realize that you're not the only one feeling the way that you're feeling, right? And, um, you know, since one of the, our, our main focus on campus is to be of, of service and support to students, it's kind of difficult for us to be of service and support to students if that, that support is, is, is lacking, um, what we all, you know, may be feeling personally. And so, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like that everybody that I talked to, um, colleagues on campus were all feeling and are very, very much feeling some of the same things. And so just a natural progression, I think. You know, you make a really great point. You know, one of the conversations that I have with people when they're like, why am I still not quite oriented the way I want to be is that we went through a triple pandemic and we're not all the way through. And, you know, we 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 recognize that that takes a toll on the students. And I think you bring to light a very important point, which is that the students and the faculty and the staff all went through the same experience together. So by supporting them, we are supporting the students. By helping them to manage yeah. and navigate their own mental health, we're putting them in a position where they can help students who struggle with their own mental health issues. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Agree 100%. So I've been, I think I've been part a lot of, of time. No, Sorry, go ahead. Now, I was going to say a lot of times we we are so student-focused, which we're supposed to be, but we also forget that to be student-focused, we also have to focus inward to make sure that we're doing the best that we can in supporting students, which means taking care of ourselves. Yeah, I'm reminded of that wonderful airplane notice that we received to put your mask on first, you know? Yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm glad that this is here and that. So, so tell me about this partnership with um, Marita Golden. How did you come to cross each other's paths, as it were? Well, I was actually um, introduced to her, right, and um, by the artist Erica. And I'm going to mess up her last name, so please forgive me, Erica. However, Erica had an exhibit in the um, Barrick Museum, year before last, I, I believe, uh, the name of it was uh, Seen and Unseen, right? And she actually uh, he introduced me uh, to Marita. And, you know, we got a chance to talk and have a conversation. And I told her, you know, wanted to, to figure out a way to bring her to campus, uh, and at least virtually at that time, because we were still doing a lot of virtual programming. And um, just found her to be such a gracious, gracious, authentic person. Um, so, and then when you, you know, you, when you read her bio and, you know, being this acclaimed author and, you know, over the Zora, Zora Neale Hurston Wright Foundation and so on and so forth and all the books that she's done, it's like, oh my God, I am speaking to or in the presence of Black excellence and royalty, you know, but she is just a wonderful, wonderful person. Just wonderful. I can't wait to meet her personally, you know, uh, not on Zoom, actually. Yeah. What What a wonderful find. And, you know, when you said seen and unseen, that really ties into the hero in me, the hero in you. You know, because how yes, often yes. 
are we doing things that are would be considered heroic that we don't notice or acknowledge in ourselves or in other people? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that we always talk about identifying our heroes and sheroes, right? And the people that we admire and even aspire to be without really realizing and or acknowledging that there are other people who are out there who are aspiring to be like you, you know? And it's like, oh my goodness, when you realize that, that that is a point of celebration and something that you can hold on to, you know, that, hey, I am really out here doing stuff and, and it's good and it's making a difference. And I think that that is so important and we forget that. We really and truly do forget that. I agree. We're, we're more prone to lean into our deficits than our strengths, you know, and they exist and our strengths are the things that propel us forward and also inspire others in doing the things that Absolutely. they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. How would someone find out how to get involved with or how to participate in or how to just attend this event? Where's the best source of information around this event? The information is forthcoming um, that will be you know, posted, posted in uh, my UNLV and various other you know, social media outlets and things of that nature. So we're expecting to be able to get that information out uh, within the next day or so. And, um, you know, just asking folks to register because it will be a, you know, morning activity. Like I think it's from 9 to 1130, I believe. Um, And, um, you know, all those details are forthcoming with registrations and so on and so forth. That is wonderful. So so it sounds like it's not just someone talking to you. It's actually there are activities that are taking place that help you to lean into all of it. Yes, it is going to be a very interactive activity and, and meeting with her. She's going to, based upon what she said, she's going to have us working, which is <laughs> going to be really great. <laughs> yeah, I heard really great things about her previous event, and people seemed to feel like they were inspired and transformed, you know, after attending yes. that event. And I imagine that this one will be very much the same. Oh, I think so. I think it will be, especially since it she'll be actually physically on campus, right? So, you know, just having that personal contact with her, I am sure is going to make a huge difference. That is wonderful. Can you remind us of the date again for the event? It, it, it's March 8th, International um, Women's Day. Wonderful. So on March 8th, for International Women's Day, we are doing a program, or should I say, um, the Intersecting Intersecting Connections and all of its collaborators, the Intersection um, Black Women's Professional Association, and I hope I didn't miss anyone, are collaborating to do an event that honors women, that honors their stories, honors their their struggle, honors their strengths, um, that is called The Hero in Me, The Hero in You. More information is forthcoming. You can always find the information by getting a hold of the sponsors as well. Um, it sounds really exciting, and I'm going to put it on my calendar. So can I register now? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it on my calendar so that I know, um, you know, so that I can be part of this really wonderful and monumental event. Well, Good. I knew you'd be there, so I'm not even worried about that. But 
Yeah, just really, I'm really excited about this. Really, really excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it as well. I had one other question, you know, um, mm-hmm. as as the audience can't see you, but I know that you are, in fact, a black woman. <laughs> I want to talk about the ways. Yeah. <laughs> did I did I blow up your? Sp- I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to talk about the ways in which this particular conversation has significance for you. You know, um, there's a reason that you chose to connect and honor this story, and I just want to have an understanding of how, where the significance intersects with your own life for this particular event and events like that. Well, you know, the fact that she wanted to to talk about, um, you know, the hero in you, right? The hero in me. You know, it kind of reminded me of being in church, you know, when the pastor is up there in the pulpit and is preaching and you swear that you are the only person in that church because it seems like that he is speaking directly to you and that that's the message that you need to receive. That's how I felt when she was describing what she wanted to be, to bring to UNLV. There were a lot of us on that call, but I felt like that she was talking directly to me and saying that this was the word of knowledge, Harriet, that you need to receive today. And so, you know, that that is what I'm I'm really, really holding on to. I think that, you know, when you when you uh, categorize yourself, right, or you look at all the intersections of your own life and my life, right? You know, I'm a professional, I'm African-American woman, wife, mother, you know, and all of these things that you tend to maybe even forget the essence of who you are. You know what I mean? And just listening to her and what she wanted to bring and what she intends to bring to campus on the 8th, like I said, I felt like that she was talking to me and that was a message that I needed to receive with all, you know, with open arms and open heart and open mind. I can tell you I have been to that church <laughs> where the pastor is personally <laughs> preaching to you. <laughs> and I also feel like I just listened to a sermon right now <laughs> with, with the words that you were saying, because as I started to explore, you know, the books that she's written and having conversations with you and, and being in those spaces, I think, it's it's true that there are parts of our identity that almost feel lost in the crush of all the other identities. So it sounds like a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with who we are and not what we do. And it seems like a yeah. wonderful opportunity to, to do some soul work, to do some deep work in understanding how we show up, why we show up and how we show up matters. So um, yeah. I am grateful to you for giving us this opportunity and inviting this wonderful, accomplished woman to speak, to share that message um, so that we can, we can heal, I guess, for lack of a better word. Because yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like there's some absolutely. healing work to be done. So I'm eternally grateful for that. So. Well, I am grateful for you. You know. That. <laughs> uh, and likewise, and likewise, so I will I will give you the last word. Is there anything that I didn't ask that I should have asked 
that you would have known. And I may be giving you the great the, the last word prematurely, but it's okay. We'll we'll work through that. <laughs> but well, <laughs> good. You know, I, I mean, I, I think that that as you will always do, you you really ask those probing questions, right? To to make you to me think about you know just how and and why I do some of the things that I do, right? So I am very appreciative of that. And um, obviously very appreciative of being able to come on today and to talk about this program, which as I, I keep saying throughout this segment, just how exciting it is that, that I feel like that it's going to be. Um, I feel like in, in the years that the intersection has been open, you know, we have, we were graced to be able to bring Kimberly Crenshaw here, which was a huge campus success. And um, I feel the same kind of energy and excitement about uh, Miss Golden being here in a couple of weeks. It's, it's the same type of thing where I just think that she will just leave. You know, I have this model of saying, you know, always remember to leave the pile higher than I found it. And I believe that she will leave this pile much, much higher than it was before she got here. Can I use a moment to shout out the intersection? <laughs> well, of course, anytime. <laughs> As a place that I personally go and, and and have great conversations and meet wonderful students, you do a lot of things there. You know, I know that um, you've had mentorship programs there. I know first generation programs there. I know we did an, an undocumented students program there. So can you yes, share some yes. of the wonderfulness that is that space other than the fact that it has always has water and almost always has food? <laughs> well, we yes, we always do have water and we always do have food. Um, it's, it's so funny that uh, our, our space now has become known of the space that, that has snacks. And so we see a lot of students coming in and asking for snacks. But uh, in addition to the snacks, obviously, what we try to do is to just just to help students in general and specifically navigate the university campus. You know, that's, that probably sounds really like, huh, what are you talking about? But when you think about a campus of 30,000 students, they are not all gliding through this uh, experience, you, you know, uh, very easily. Uh, they have lives like we all do. And oftentimes they don't know where to turn or to who to talk to. And the intersection is that space where they can come in and at least get assistance and help uh, and, and maybe some advice and direction as to what next steps that they can do. Um, there's no problem that is too great. There's no question that it's too small. Our biggest thing is to make sure that we're trying to help students navigate UNLV and be successful. You know, I, I'm, <clears throat> you know, I, as I think about your space, although the food is a great element of it, <laughs> I think the other thing that I <laughs> noticed about your space is there's just great advocacy there. There's great mentorship opportunities yeah. there. There's great opportunities to connect with others there, both students and staff. I think your space is a, is a comfortable space. It's a safe space, you know. Um, and as yeah. you talk about navigating, I know that you're also involved in the first generation program because I've had breakfast with yeah. you on a couple of occasions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do have um, 
several initiatives that are specifically for first-generation students, faculty, and staff. Uh, The fact that we have a significant student population who are first-generation, we also want to make sure that we're recognizing and celebrating that we have faculty and staff who are also first-generation. And so that's kind of a good segue to a program that we uh, actually will be having um, on Wednesday, the 22nd, I think that's Wednesday, of this week, and it's called Making the First Gen Network, Network, two, two words, uh, where we will be matching first-generation faculty and staff with first-generation students in a mentoring-type program um, because that was something that our first-generation faculty told us that they wanted to, to connect with first-generation students. And then, of course, our students told us the same thing. So we're really excited about this particular program um, and hoping to be able to really build and grow it um, to be a premier program for first-generation. In addition to all of the other first-generation activities that we do, we, we do first-generation uh, Fridays. Uh, where we have different programming specifically for first-generation students. Um, And of course, as you mentioned, we have the first-generation breakfast, which is generally uh, during uh, the first, uh, well, UNLV's first-generation celebration week. Uh, That week is always kicked off by the the National First-Generation College Day, which is November 8th. And so we generally have a campus-wide breakfast Uh, We coordinate a campus-wide celebration of that week where we get different departments and units and colleges to also recognize and acknowledge the first-generation faculty, staff, and students. So we try to do a lot with with, uh, first-generation students and that that programming. As a first-generation student myself, I want to say thank you. And um, as I reflect back on my own first generation journey where I kind of stumbled and struggled, like the song from Rihanna, like, where have you been all my life (laughs) is playing in the background (laughs) of my mind. I want to thank you so much for giving of your time and giving of your energy to meet with me and to share all these wonderful resources and to remind everyone that on March 8th, on Women's History Day, the hero in me and the hero in, sorry, not and, the hero in me, the hero in you um, will be taking place. And it is a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with your parts of self and just to, to learn more about this idea of womanhood and what it means to heal in the skin. So thank you for that. Did you have anything you needed well, or wanted to you. add? I just want to say thank you so much for, for having me today. I really appreciate it. An absolute pleasure and an absolute joy. Hope to see you again. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.